Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Horror Bites on Safe Room, the show where we highlight short indie horror games and the people who make them. I've got someone knocking at my chamber door and he is neck deep in bug guts. Together we are Neil Bolt and Jay Krieger. How goes it, Jay? It's going well, man. We've got two very atmospheric games this week to chat about in two very distinctly different ways, so I'm excited to dive mm. into these. Yeah, it is very much a, an atmospheric pairing. Um, it's the last regular Horror Bites episode of the year before we get into our end-of-year programming. Um, so yeah, the, after that, we'll be dissecting our, our favorites of the year. Um but for this week, a game that is neither for insect lovers nor haters, and the most realistic role-playing game for people who hate answering their front door. Me, it being that person. <laughs> uh, these games, as ever, can be found on Itch.io, and if you do play any of them and enjoy them, you can make sure you give them a bit of love by supporting them in any which way you can. Uh, links for both games will be included in the show notes. So, first, this week we are going back to do some more bug stomping after last week. So it returned to the desert. Uh, I take the giant ants any day, though, to be honest. Um, Jay, talk us through your pick. My pick for the week is Chitin from developer Hein. Um, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that, but as always, uh, a link to that Itch.io page will be in the uh, show notes as well as on Twitter. Um, but Chitin was made for a bug-themed jam, which I think is apparent right from the outset. <laughs> and in that regard, it's, it succeeds quite well um, in creating a really suffocating sort of parking garage atmosphere that's filled with various creepy crawler critters as well as lots of you know sticky surfaces and whatnot um, and essentially the player is walking through this parking garage and they're encountering some uh let's say a bug infestation of massive proportions yeah. uh, and all they have to defend themselves with is their trusty 38 snub nose revolver um, the developer states that uh, their main goal with creating this game was to try and evoke what they felt while they were going through the rot part of Dark Souls 3. Um, granted, I haven't played Dark Souls 3, but if the rot part of Dark Souls 3 is uh, as sort of suffocatingly atmospheric as this is, then I think they kind of succeed in that regard. But 
Um, I would say, yeah, like I've mentioned it now a couple of times already. Um, the atmosphere is really strong in this, I think, right from the outset. Um, it has some great lighting. Um, the lighting does a great job of sort of just making this very, you know, familiar environment that much more ominous. Um, and a big part of that also is the sound design. Um, constantly, you know, whether it is flickering lights, the buzzing or clicking of insects, um, mm. you know, and in addition to that, you know, the bugs will quite literally crawl on your, uh, your screen. Um, so you're going to be like going through this area and then all of a sudden you just see these little bugs crawling everywhere on the screen, um, which is, you know, very sort of, uh, (laughs) definitely, uh, makes it a much more uncomfortable experience than I was expecting. Uh, definitely had to pause a couple of times and just kind of like shake off, uh, nothing that was on me, but it kind of definitely elicited that uh, that feeling of just stuff is crawling all over you and you do anything to get it off. Um, uh, and in addition to that, yeah, like I said, the sound design is great. You always hear things before you see them, which is always great for a horror game, of course. Um, and in terms of like actual gameplay, the gameplay is pretty straightforward. You know, you've got those five shots with the revolver. You're going to be getting basically ambushed by different types of critters periodically. They've got giant cockroaches, giant centipedes that are crawling on the ground. And then you also have these massive mutant flies that will kind of sprout out of these pods and chase you throughout the environment. Um, You know, in terms of like a strategy or really like depth to gameplay, it more or less just kind of feels like, okay, I need to find a tight corridor, lead a group of them down kill them, back off and reload and just backpedal while, you know, more are pursuing me. And, you know, in terms of the experience itself, that's the brunt of it. There isn't a lot of variation in that regard. Um, But I think at the same time, there is sort of a little bit of a strategy to ensuring that you're nailing the reload time on that snub nose because you will die incredibly quickly if you kind of just piss through ammo and then are still in the thick of things while you're kind of slowly reloading um, which gives combat the sort of everyman feel, which is something that I think we always kind of ch- try to champion when you get these types of games where, you know, it's very clearly somebody being dropped into a shitty situation and they just happen to have a gun and they're not this badass, you know, doom slayer, if you will. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, I think it's a pretty straightforward experience. But as I said, you know, the mission statement for this was all about crafting atmosphere. And it is uh, quite an uncomfortable atmosphere at that. How did you find uh, Chitin? Yeah, you, you nailed it with the atmosphere. Um, I read a book recently called Skittering by uh, David Haynes, and it's basically a story of like bugs getting mutated by some toxic chemical thing, and they get these weird hyper-aggressive variations. It's a very gory, gooey book, lovely. But uh, yeah, it's so, it was so weird to play a game that kind of got a bit of that so soon after. You know, I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I, I like the idea of this. Um, bugs are an untapped resource, you know, when you think of how uh, well utilized they've been in some horror games over the years, um, especially giant versions, mutative versions. Yeah, just the endless stream of them. And um, one of those things that that book does is, you know, it it doesn't really matter what insects or what, they they all sort of pull together in these sort of weird groups and come at people aggressively. And it's like that really, you get that feeling here. And like you said, the need to be precise and careful with what you do really adds to it. It's like you can see the Dark Souls influence beyond, you know, that, I think, in just terms of, like, surviving 
through that sort of stuff. Now, I didn't do that DLC myself for Dark Souls 3. I didn't touch Dark Souls 3 again after reviewing it. So that was <laughs> <laughs> I was never going to see the DLC. But yeah, it, it's got a lot of similarities with that sort of focus and style. And not, there's several From Software games that have that element. Um, and yeah, just like the sort of gritty, lo-fi sort of... Uh, tunnels and sewer scape style systems they have in there it, it just all looks properly grimy um i suppose aesthetically if i could get it, it's kind of like um the game of the film mimic you know where sort of oh yeah, yeah underground tunnels and things like that and just it's got a bit of that to it so yeah i, I quite like that i think it's a, a smart use of bug i'm glad to see that they're talking about sort of making something bigger with this beyond this and yeah because it's got real potential to be something massively disgusting and survival <laughs> horror you know. Yeah, I was really happy to see, too, they had ideas in store for, uh, you know, potentially future updates um, that include new types of horrific uh, squishy bugs and whatnot. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely has a, a strong base here and will give the uh, the developer a little while to rest after releasing this and hopefully they'll get right back to it because there's real promise here. <laughs> that there is, that there is. Okay, um, I suppose we've gone through that rather quickly, but these are two very quick games, to be fair. Um, So, but before we put the old security chain on the door, we will take a small break. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome back to Horror Bites. Reddit is a great source of creepy stories. We know this so well, you know, and in turn they have spawned some pretty creepy games. Um, Put one of those into text adventure form and you've got me interested, Uh, which is why I picked... Who's at the door by, by Gessano. Uh, in it, a single woman who has recently moved into a quiet suburban neighborhood encounters an unwanted visitor, and you basically have to make the right choices to save the woman. Now, yeah, it is as simple as that. It is a text adventure, a bit of flavor. It's got all those little ingredients that we've quite enjoyed from text adventures on here in recent times. Um, but doesn't do the things I, I was worried it might do where, you know, there's some which aren't particularly choice heavy, you know, and you have one option to click through to the next section, to the next section, and you, you get these lengthy screeds, which is fine if you've got the right atmosphere and stuff. But this is very much made with like a tight time scale, you know, a choose your own adventure sort of vibe going on. And as a result, it's, um yeah, it manages to do quite well in building up a nice quick atmosphere, very typical sort of um, a stranger at the door, what would you do in this situation sort of thing. 
which yeah does so well on places like Reddit. So I can see how it translates so well to this kind of game. And yeah, your natural instincts tell you what you shouldn't be doing. And I like that even with that, there are consequences for whatever happens like that. Yeah. And yeah, I like that. It is really, really simple you know, in what it's doing. And the outcomes are largely predictable. But I think the writing carries it enough you know like that it's descriptive about these little details and activities she's got to do you know down to the cooking and and the going back and forth to the door really sort of you know gives the whole thing a flavor and that you know that notorious atmosphere we're going on about constantly is there because of that you know you get a real sense of space and place i think for that and yeah um the presentation of it is good as well you know just these the drawings the noises the sound effects perfectly like that and again use of them is quite limited um some repeating ones but i think for this what it is like i said a bubble version of some of those text adventures we've come across before i think it's yeah compact in the best way you know i think that um it's refreshing you know to get that in a text adventure which do seem to be about dragging your time out by making you read read and read a lot whereas this is trying to be a game first whilst not forgetting its storytelling how how do you do sort of feel about that we've covered so many of these uh text adventure games and for me sometimes i'm like okay give me a situation that while might be very foreign at least have my sort of reactions to that be something that feels actually grounded or realistic right Mm. and with this game it definitely provides that in the sense that it feels like we're doing this sort of just a normal day in the life of this person and you get, you know, a front row seat to that. But at the same time, their sort of reactions when things begin to get a little more ominous actually feel like legitimate sort of reactions to that. It doesn't feel overly fantastical, if you will, Mm. um, as sometimes these types of games can feel like. Um, I would say also like the use of sound is always a big one. Granted, I would have loved to have had sort of an ambient track playing in the background. But at the same time, I think that the use of just sound effects that are tied to specific actions, again, puts you into that role a little bit more. Mm. Uh, It can be something as simple as, you know, opening and closing a refrigerator, a ding from a microwave or something that's in this. And, you know, little touches like that, I think, do a, a better job of sort of drawing you into even certain actions that might be of sort of the mundane variety. Again, it feels like you were living through the shoes of this person. Um, And I think that overall, you know, a lot of these types of games have multiple endings. But as you said, you know, each of those endings, even if it's one where you end up surviving, it still has some type of sort of ominous undertone to it, which is then, you know, exemplified by the writing, which I think is pretty, um, pretty strong here. You know, one of the endings, uh, which I won't spoil what my decision was, but, you know, you get this line that's stuck with me ever since I played this, which is you continue on with your life, but you will always remember that night, which was, I think is a a fantastic little bit of dialogue that uh, even if it doesn't have this big ending to it or this kind of massive conclusion that plays out in a typical fashion that a horror movie or something would, it still has those little haunting bits of dialogue that will stick with you. Um, And I went back and played, I think I got three out of five endings Um, And, you know, each one of them has some bit of dialogue. Some of them are a little bit more involved in terms of like the action that's occurring in the conclusion. But I would say each of them was written in a way that was pretty memorable. Um, 
And if anything, you know, I kind of was like, oh, I wish there were more options, which is, again, one of the probably best compliments you could give something like this, where it's like, I just want it to keep going and I want to explore more of this world or more of the ways in which it can be reactive to what's happening. Um, and, you know, again, the sound design was um, was well done, especially when it comes to the killer, which was something yeah. I don't think I've experienced in one of these where they actually like have the killer be vocal in some way. Uh, in here, it was very, very creepy playing with the lights off at, uh, you know, midnight or whatever with headphones <laughs> on. Yeah. And, you know, this was something of a, an outlier for me because I played it on my phone. Because it's one Ooh. of those ones that ran yeah. perfectly fine because of what it is. And I was like, oh, I, I was curious to see if it would. And there you go. From there, draws it in. And yeah, I know obviously it's no great shock that you can play video games on your phone uh, in this day and age. But you know, to play an indie game like that, an, an itchio short, if you will, um, yeah, it was quite a nice treat. you know, And um, made a change from sort of sitting down at the computer to play them and uh yeah so i was i was quite happy about that you know more of those it just makes me want to have more text adventures that do that then really doesn't (laughs) sure yeah no that would be uh that would be a perfect way to play those too whether you're on the go or it's one of those things where it's like just before bed i want to play something just yeah doing it right on your phone is pretty pretty convenient for a uh you know a text adventure i'm not always crazy about mobile games but that mobile is the perfect platform for a text adventure, uh, yeah. especially one that is as uh, you know well produced as this one is. Yeah, and obviously with the background and having that sort of Reddit style story, mm. it's yeah. the exact same format effectively. You know that you are taking from, so because people will you know, be there scrolling in bed, reading this, mm. reading that. So yeah, I think that adds a sort of meta flavor to it, I suppose as well. Okay. Um, I suppose we're wrapping things up now. Um, if you are a developer of an indie horror game, demo concept, or game jam entry, we'd love to hear from you, but not yet. In the new year, please, would be nice. Because uh, <laughs> uh, as I was saying, we are sort of ending Horror Watch for the year as we go into our sort of end of year coverage. Um, but when you do, you can drop us the DM at saferinpod on Twitter or saferinpod at gmail.com for email if you'd like to be highlighted or interviewed on the show. Jay, it has been a year. Um, we will we'll see you all for Horror Bites of the Year. In the meantime, you and I and they will keep searching for more Horror Bites. <laughs>